Welcome to the Wild and Free Podcast, Episode 20. I'm Ainsley Arment, here with Tina Ingold, and today we're talking about scheduling our homeschool day, a few fears that some moms might have, and helping our kids fall in love with learning. So grab a cup of coffee and join us on the front porch. Let's get started. with a friend who's going to start to homeschool next year, but she's pulling her second and her fourth grader out of public school Mm. and is really excited about it. But we've been meeting because she just wants to run questions by me and and ask. But one of her main questions was about scheduling her day. Like, what does a day look like? And I know we've talked about that before, but Mm -hmm. when it comes to scheduling your day, I feel like it's so important to remember that everybody's house looks different, but every Mm -hmm. year looks different too. So asking me now, I wanted to tell her everything that we do now, but I also wanted to tell her everything that I plan on not doing and what I plan on doing differently (laughs) next year. Yeah. Because, you know, this summer I'm doing lots of thinking and reading and praying. And I know this coming fall, things will look a little different, if not a lot different Mm. in our homeschooling. And I'm excited about it. But situations change as babies grow older. Sometimes you're having a baby and that throws a whole other wrench in it. Or homeschooling through hard times. Traveling. Some people just decide to travel for a year or several Mm -hmm. months. And I feel like it makes the day look different. You know, Mm -hmm. you're just squeezing things in in between all the adventures you're having and Mm -hmm. museums you're visiting and things like that that. I look at the kind of experiences when I'm planning my year. I don't look Mm -hmm. at what my days are going to look like. I look at the kind of experiences I want my kids to have. And then the other stuff I'll just squeeze in somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I would say to be really careful about having too high of expectations, you know, otherwise you're going to get discouraged really fast. So don't be discouraged if the first few weeks or the first few months feel crazy and unorganized and don't look like how you pictured in your mind. You will eventually find your groove and your kids, they'll adapt to your lifestyle. They'll adapt to whatever your day looks like. That's important when you're starting out is not to set the bar super high, you know? Yes, I know. I feel like there's so much pressure starting out to make that first year, even Mm. that first day and first week, just the best Mm -hmm. that it can be and to get it all right. And that's just not going to happen. Yeah, You're going to figure it out as you go. It's just a learning process. It is for all of us, but especially, I mean, goodness, I look back at that first year and it's just such a learning process. It's going to be a learning process Mm -hmm. for you. Learn Learning what works, learning how your children learn, learning how to interact with each other all day long, mm-hmm. learning what lights their fire, learning what lights your fire, and just living life in the midst of it. So yeah. I think that first year we all want it to be amazing, but that's just not how it works automatically. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think it's really important not to get too concerned with scheduling your day, but to focus on creating just a rich family culture mm. that you envision for your days and the natural rhythms will emerge naturally mm. in time. And I think you could even do that this summer. Like if you know that you're going to homeschool this fall, you can start thinking about that this summer. You can start thinking about what kind of family culture do I want our days to have? What kind of rhythms do I want them to have? And you can start implementing those. Even this summer, your kids don't have to know that you're doing that because you're not pulling out any kind of curriculum or learning. Right. But you can just start implementing those rhythms by experimenting with reading aloud after breakfast mm-hmm. or spending the first few hours outdoors and then coming in for lunch and doing some
some art or finding out what rhythms work for your family because we all have them. We all have things that we, mm-hmm. you know, naturally want to do first thing. I know when I had Annie, she was about eight months old and I just couldn't stand to be indoors <laughs> in the morning because she was just either crawling all over getting into stuff or crawling at me for me to hold her. And I just mm-hmm. remember thinking sitting at the table is just not going to work for us. Mm-hmm. So after breakfast, we would just go outside and she was great. We spent so many days just building teepees or mm-hmm. sewing leaves together and building forts, all that exploratory learning that was happening, but we could do it. And then we would come inside, she'd go down for a nap and we could get together and do math or sit down and, and do some of those things that she made it more <laughs> difficult to yeah, do. But sure. <laughs> then there's mornings now where we just like to stay in and, and then go out in the afternoon. So I think there's just seasons for everything. They say you aren't capable to do this. They say this isn't the way. They say you are overwhelmed as it is. Your children will miss out. You couldn't possibly teach them everything. And no offense, but homeschooled kids are a little weird. Oh, they say too much. Or worse, they say nothing at all. The only thing is, there is no they. Only the voices of fear and doubt inside your own mind. It's time to listen to your heart. It's time to make way for the voice of truth, confidence, and courage. The voice of passion. The voice that says you can do this. You were meant to do this. A voice that is rising up in mothers everywhere. It is the voice of the wild and free. Friends, you may wonder if like-minded mamas truly exist, but you are not alone. Wild and Free is a community like no other. More than a homeschooling group, this is a tribe of like-minded souls. We're getting ready for our second annual family camp next month in Buena Vista, Colorado, and our sixth Wild and Free conference in Nashville, Tennessee this September. Both of these weekends are completely sold out, but we have some exciting things happening here at Wild and Free and can't wait to share it all with you in August. You can receive our free email updates and be the first to find out. Just go to bewildandfree.org and scroll all the way to the bottom of the page and click the link to join our mailing list. Our hope is to inspire, encourage, and equip a whole new generation of mothers just like us. like we talk a lot about how homeschooling offers so much freedom and flexibility and it really does but I had a mom bring up to me the fear of losing her freedom 
feeling like you're with your kids 24 seven teaching them and feeding them and cleaning up after them all day, you know, when you could send them off to public school where you could just kick up your feet, relax, go to the grocery store kid free, you know, and I completely get it. I mean, I've daydreamed about that. So I understand that. But I think in the spectrum of life, the time that we get with our children is so short. I think of every stage that I've entered into and it does feel like an eternity. Like with nursing, I loved nursing so much, but I did feel like a little bit of my freedom was gone and Mm -hmm. I felt like this baby is going to be attached to me for the rest of my life. Like you just feel that way in the moment, you know, but it's not true. And then it goes by so fast and then you look back and you're like, oh man, it's already over. You know, that went so fast. So I feel like that a little bit with homeschooling, you know, and I do sometimes think about what it would be like if I had the house to myself and, you know, I could do whatever the heck I wanted to. But if the kids were in school eight hours a day, it just, I don't know, that bums me out. And I think the benefits of having them at home just far outweighs my desire for my quote unquote freedom. When I first started teaching three different grade levels, I was thinking this is going to be so much work. It's going to be so much reading to have to read four different grade levels and you think that you're going to have to do that all your life. But then you realize that they become self-motivated and they can read on their Mm -hmm. own. And Mm -hmm. already my third grader is learning a lot of his subjects all on his own. You know, he'll pick up a book and even though he's only required to read a chapter a day, he might read two or three or the whole book. So the fact that it's such a short amount of time really plays I guess, into my self-assurance that being home with them is really the best way to go. It was one of the reasons why I wanted to bring Wyatt home. I just, I missed him. I was putting him on the bus at eight o'clock in the morning. It was stressful. And then he'd come home and we had to give him a little bit of time to relax. But then we had to go into homework and eat Mm -hmm. dinner and then go to bed. And I just felt like we didn't get each other at our best anymore. We were getting each other at our worst. And it just made me so sad. I definitely feel the same way. But I do understand why moms do feel that way, especially after they've had their kids in school for a few Mm -hmm. years. And the idea idea of, okay, I'm bringing them home and this is going to be really weird because they're going to be there all the time. So I can see how you could get used to that. It's not that you don't want them home. It just, you know, you don't have time to just run to the store by yourself or Mm -hmm. go grab a coffee with a friend or have some time to yourself to just chill out and put your feet up after you've just done all the laundry and the dishes. And even for moms who are working, we have a lot of moms that are working and homeschooling. How do they ever have time for themselves? Oh, absolutely. You know, Mm -hmm. so I get that that's a legitimate fear and it's not something to be ashamed of or feel guilty about at all. I think that even though the blessings far outweigh the downfall there, Mm -hmm. it's still good to remember that we as mamas have to be intentional about carving out time to feed our souls. That's not Mm -hmm. selfish time. That's not saying, okay, we need to be able to go out and get a coffee and a pedicure. No, it's (laughs) it's time to feed our souls. Not that that's not great. Like, you know. Yeah, exactly. But when we feed our souls, we can be better for our children. And I think being intentional about spending time with our spouses so that we feed our marriage as well. We're not just overwhelmed with homeschooling, I think is important. But the idea of self-care or soul time is often referred to as mother culture in the Mm -hmm. homeschooling communities. Mm -hmm. And we all talk about mother culture, but basically it is that idea of self-care. And the term mother culture, I think, was actually coined by Karen Andriola, who wrote Mm -hmm. the Charlotte Mason Companion and a 
pocket full of pine cones. Yes. But she coined the term mother culture based on an old term that she had heard. But it was based on Charlotte Mason's writing. Charlotte Mason never actually talked about mother culture per se, but she did write a lot about how mothers should care for themselves. And she said, if mothers could learn to do for themselves what they do for their children, we would have happier households. Mm. She recommended often that mothers go out to play, to take a day or a half a day out in the fields or with a favorite book or in a picture gallery or, you know, museums, I guess what she meant. Yeah. You know, there's times that we can do that. We don't have to get a babysitter to do that. We can create rhythms in our household where the kids are doing something quietly and we can put our feet up for 30 minutes with a book. And even Mm. though it feels very indulgent, especially if the laundry piles are sky high, it's really important that we do that on occasion, feed Mm. our own souls so that we can care for our kids better. I've read something similar that says if there's a thing that's called the joy of childhood, then there's definitely a thing called the joy of motherhood. (laughs) And I Mm. love that, you know. I love that because there is so much joy that comes with it. And even when I've talked with friends that have struggled with that aspect of giving up that time, Mm -hmm. they've just said that their hearts have just changed. Mm -hmm. What they would never have considered doing before, they're actually craving now. Friends, our new Seaside Bundle is available right now. Whether it's summer where you are or not, there's something for everyone in this bundle. Articles on creating a family vision by Jody Mockaby, homeschooling through transition by Leah Bowden, and a simple summer rhythm by Rachel Kovac. There are also some hands-on sections, like a Seaside Nature Study by Kristen Rogers and a Sea-inspired Invitation to Play by Rachel at Sunshine and Violets, as well as an Island of the Blue Dolphins Book Club by Elsie Ayuticello, and lots more. As a subscriber, you'll also receive a print sampler in the mail. But don't let that fool you. We can only fit a small portion of the monthly content in each one. Check out the complete bundle online by logging into your account to get all the podcast interviews, tutorials, and encouragement. And if you're not a subscriber, come join us at bewildandfree.org bundles. We don't homeschool only to just then replicate the classroom in our own homes. You know, we don't homeschool to simply do school at home. We get to do this amazing thing. We choose to homeschool so that we can free our children and ourselves, I think, from the idea that children can only learn if they're being taught or Mm -hmm. sitting at a desk or with a book open in front of them. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just really important to realize that learning is just a part of life and that we don't have to do it this way. We can be free to teach our children in the way that they learn and in the way that is fun and engaging. I know many of us create homeschool rooms or classrooms, and that's great. Like, I have one in my own house. We needed a place for all the books and the nature table, and, Mm. you know, we have computers set up. So it's not wrong to have a homeschool room, but I think just to think outside of that, to think beyond sitting your kids down at desks or teaching them. I don't see myself as a teacher. I know many people Mm. have that teacher in them, but I think it's just, just learning alongside of them, helping them, pumping them up, encouraging them, being their cheerleader, getting excited excited about things. So they think that I think nature is the most amazing thing in the world or (laughs) math is the most exciting thing, even though I'm like, oh, math, you know, (laughs) I'm reading a book about playful math right now. But it was just talking about how, you know, even if you don't love math, don't fake it. Make Mm -hmm. our kids think that math is the most fun thing ever Mm -hmm. because mathematicians are actually very playful. They play with numbers. They play with ideas and puzzles and all sorts of things. If we think like a mathematician, our kids will learn to love math because we'll be doing more playful things with it. That bleeds into 
all of the areas. It doesn't have to just be with math, but whatever it is, be excited about it yeah. because that's what will make our kids excited about. It. I feel like they respond to it so well. I love nature, but right. I get <laughs> icked out at spiders and mosquito bites drive me nuts. But my kids think that I think it's the greatest thing ever. And I didn't even realize it until one day Cody put together all these nature objects on the table. They were really random, broken things and <laughs> pieces of pine cones and grass. Mm-hmm. Nothing super amazing, but he arranged it and created all these art pieces for me. And he brought me out and showed me with his hand, like presented me with these things. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you. What is it, Cody? Yeah. And he said, Mom, it's nature. <laughs> you know, that really paid off with me getting super excited about nature because he was collecting nature and loving it. Thinking beyond the classroom, thinking beyond the curriculum, taking it and thinking more like a playful person, more like somebody who just gets excited about everything and can't wait to explore it. And I think it just will go a long way in our homeschools too. Just a reminder, we have some exciting things coming to Wild and Free this August. To find out what they are, just go to bewildandfree.org and scroll all the way to the bottom of the page to sign up for our email updates. Well, that's all the time we have for today, but join us next week for the Wild and Free podcast. Thank you.